Hey Girl Hey. Welcome to Savannah Turner's Hey Girl Hey podcast. A place where we seek to inspire, comfort, and connect. Through the experiences of our guests, I want to offer young women some I wish I knew wisdom and hope to provide comfort in the idea that success is allowed to look different than the roadmap we had originally drawn out for ourselves. I'm your host, Savannah Turner, and today on the show we have Auburn grad Louise Pritchard. Louise has a rich career history, primarily in business and marketing, which includes roles as the Director of Marketing for Holiday Inn Worldwide, a position as the Southeast Division Manager for Fortune Magazine, and now Chief Executive Officer of her Atlanta-based consulting business. Miss Louise is my favorite kind of person. She says what she means, and she means what she says. Later in the episode, you'll hear her refer to her self-assurance as her being naive, but I like to think of it as her unapologetic confidence. She is the first to admit that she is no stranger to failure, but instead of taking the letdowns as a loss, she took them as a lesson. Miss Louise's contagious can-do spirit has left me feeling encouraged after every conversation we've had, so I'm really excited for you guys to hear what she has to say. So to Miss Louise, I say, hey girl, hey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Can you give me just a brief timeline of your professional career and work experience? Well, I started working when I was 13 and um, I found myself doing jobs that directed me towards business. And I think it's important, you know, this part of the story before we get to college, because it impacted what I did when I was in college. Things like when I was 15, they were opening a big new mall in Atlanta called Perimeter Mall. And I got a internship, I couldn't even drive, with the head of PR for this. And she said, I need your help in creating a team board for the mall. So you need to go out and interview young women, teens in the different high schools, and have them come in. And we want them to help us promote getting people into the mall. So not even knowing what I was doing, like I said, I couldn't even drive. And I didn't go to these schools. I didn't live where this mall was. I had to put myself out there, especially as a teenager at 15, to interview other teenagers to come in and be on this team board. And we put on fashion shows and did things to help promote that. So I thought, PR, wow, this is pretty cool. Um, My mother was also a fashion designer. That was her background. So I thought, okay, uh, maybe that's something I want to combine. So I went to Auburn University to study fashion merchandising. The funny story is that I found out I was going to have to take organic chemistry. And I said, quickly, I am going to change my major because there's no way I will be able to do that. So I took an aptitude test. And back then, business really wasn't part of that for women. But it said I should be a nurse or go into PR. The nurse wasn't appealing to me. So PR... And I said, okay, well, that's in the business school. So I changed majors and I went into the business school at Auburn University where there was maybe, maybe 50 women out of the total of hundreds that were there and um, started taking business classes. And I was inspired by a particular professor I had. He had worked for Ford Motor Company. So he had actually had real world experience. And he was one of my marketing 101 professors. And I love 
the thought process that it required to think about, think creatively to solve problems. I didn't know that's what it was at the time, but that's what it ended up being for me. So I got involved in the business school, learned how to market myself and, um, you know, really enjoyed that process. I took marketing research, PR, marketing. So that's kind of how I projected my career in to that. So first internship at 15 mm-hmm. and then one of 50 women in a predominantly male major experiences like that for me personally, I always have imposter syndrome. I go in and I'm like, I'm not qualified for this. I'm going to do it anyway, but I'm, you know, I have more to learn than I have to offer. What was your mindset going into both of those situations? You know, naive, naivety is a wonderful thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have to be honest. I really didn't feel that way. I didn't know what I was getting into. Somebody asked me to go do something and I went and did it. Um, I went into business school and yeah, there were some, there were some bumping elbows and things like that. But I think I grew up with two brothers. I had a father that encouraged me to be interested in business, even though in my generation in the seventies, that really wasn't the cool thing for fathers to do. You were supposed to graduate and get married and have children. He did encourage me and I got in, you know, I was curious about learning. So even throughout my career, and we've talked about some of this before is I didn't let the magnitude of of the situation overwhelm me. I looked at it more as, okay, I have an opportunity. What can I learn from it? Yes, it was tough at times, but not because I was the woman. It was just tough. And so, and I felt that early on. It was just something I was going to learn something from. Yeah, so I think... um, that's kind of how I felt about it. I just didn't let it. I didn't know better. Maybe I should have. What were you most afraid of in college? I know mm-hmm. around here, there's a lot of, I'm afraid of what's going to come next. Um, I'm afraid because I don't have a solid direction right now. Um, so what were, what were some of your fears at Auburn? It doesn't sound like there were many. But... Well, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, getting a job was important. It was a tough job market. And I really didn't want to go home and live with my parents. I I did until I got a job. And then I moved out by myself because none of my friends wanted to do that. So I've always been somewhat independent. You know, I was just having fun. And there was not the pressure, to be honest, on us as they are on y'all now. And I think that some of that's self-inflicted. Some of that's um, the social media world. Some of it's parents inflicted. And I can tell you what I think I do different or what I tell my um, students back up a little bit. I, when I was in, lived in Williamsburg, Virginia, I became an executive partner at the MBA school at William & Mary. And every MBA student who's brought in there is given uh, a mentor and executive coach. And it's a really new, unique program. And there are a lot of uh, Fortune 500 C-suite people who were there. Again, I was one of the first five women out of a hundred to do this. And so I have a perspective now that I tell my students that part of this, and this may be jumping ahead of what I would have, would tell them now from what I learned. Your first job is not your job forever, especially now. Depending on what you want to do, don't be so concerned about making a 4.0. 
it's more what you learn and how you apply it versus what your grade is. I was not a straight A student. And I tell you today, I would rather hire a BC student than a straight A student that is myopic because usually BC students have more experience, even in college. Are you involved? Are you only studying? Are you, you know, getting involved in things and getting lots of experience out in the world? And some students come to me, well, I want to be a consultant like you. And I say, have you ever failed at anything? No, I've always made straight A's. I was number one in my class. I said, you're going to go in and try to tell a CEO that you know better than them at 25 years old. That's probably not going to work because they're going to ask you the same question. Even if they're paying a lot of money for your company, what have you done? What have you failed at? What gives you the, the knowledge base to tell me? how to run my company. So again, don't take that first job. Everybody wants their dream job right out of school. Go get experience in different things. Try something. If you don't like it, find another job, but figure out what you learned from that job first. That's what you learn from internships. You rule things in and you rule things out. And that helps you make your decisions going forward. I can give you one more example. This we had this Mark Strat game for the MBAs and they had to use market strategies and things like that to make decisions on a weekly basis to see, you know, if they, how their companies did. And I had a team, they won every day and won at the end, you know, they just blew it out. Uh, and I said, great. What did you learn? And they said, what do you mean? What did we learn? I said, yeah, what did you learn? And they said, but we won. I said, no, you didn't. The people came in second, third, and fourth, one, because they could tell me what they learned. You just had winning, not learning, as your goal. And that's not always the best way to look at it. I agree 100%. This is kind of going off topic just a little bit, but what is what is your favorite memory from your time at Auburn? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> Wow. I loved Auburn. I did. And it was always not, I mean, there was stress. There was, I'm not, I didn't want to make it sound like there wasn't stress. I think I even got a partial ulcer when I was there, but uh, because I wanted to do so much. Um, I think it's the lifelong friendships that I made when I was in school and never not work at that because those women and some men are still my best friends today. And it's such a small window. It's four years. But that four years of growth and the growth you do with that certain group of people can't, will never be matched the rest of your life. I have a question, a follow-up question for that, because it is, I can only speak to the culture here um, because that's where I'm at. But yeah. um, it's so hard balancing the relationship aspect and digging deeper into that while simultaneously making sure that you prioritize the academics and the career and working towards that. What were some of the ways that you kind of juggled doing both? I mean, you made time for your friends and for your relationship. I yeah. I mean, you know, um, I was in a sorority and I think that helped in the sense that you had a group, but then I got involved in other organizations at the school, you know, I, again, I think it's a, bit, a little bit of a self-inflicted wound that y'all, your generation puts on yourself about academics. And I can tell you most 
companies are not really concerned so much about the academics. If you can go in there and tell them what your interests are and why and what's interesting about you, that's more than important than a 4.0. So um, I, I did not have a 4.0. I, I, I mean, you know, let me just be honest. And I think, um, <clears throat> I think that's a self-inflicted wound. Uh, yes, it's important. Yes, you need to honor the fact that you are paying a lot of money for that education you have, but it's not what you learn outside the classroom in college, I would say is equally important or more important than you what you learn from your books. I can guarantee you that was for me. And that's what I encourage students to do now. Get out, get involved, um, exercise. Um, it is not all about uh, your academics and being at the library and stuff like that. You're missing so much about how you grow as a person if you only do that. And I think that's where you have to think about your balance. If you made a bad grade on a test, okay. It may affect your grade point, but what did you learn by not making that grade on that test? I think it's a balance. I really do. And I think we have to all do a better job at that. Yeah. That comes with the wisdom, by the way. That comes with time and looking back. If you could tell your college self one piece of advice, what would that be? Don't sweat the small stuff. There's only so much you have control over. Do the stuff you have control over. Do it well. Learn from it. But don't, don't fret over the angst I hear in your voice about all the pressures. Put it in perspective because that will serve you well for the rest of your life. You've heard me say this too, is look up, see the blue sky, and smell the roses. Do not bury yourself in that book all the time. I did not bury myself in books, but I did. You know, we all worry and you're going to worry. But look at graduating as broadening your life. I met, I was in Spain recently, and one of our guides was from Australia. And he was fabulous. He married a woman from Spain. And he said in Australia, when you graduate from college, you do a walkabout for a year. You go and companies won't hire you unless you've done this. You go and you travel the world, you get odd jobs. Nobody's paying for this. It's not rich kids. This is just, you know, go work in a bar in Spain or you go do this, that, and the other. And companies value that real world experience that you have. I wish more companies did that here um, because hard work gives you more life experience and views than just taking a corporate job and working in a cubicle. So those are the two things I'd say, experience the world and not on somebody else's dime. You have to work hard to do it. What is a question that I haven't asked you yet, um, but that you wished I had? Well, no, you've done a pretty good job. Um, <laughs> and I'm never, I'm never lacking for words. Um, you know, I think just don't be afraid of failure. I've been laid off probably from three jobs, maybe more. Don't think you're going to get your dream job right out of college. Find something that you're passionate about. Look for a job that fills that passion and see if that works out. Absolutely. But you got to get up and keep on going. Yeah. What are the best ways for our audience members to reach out and connect with you? Sure. Love to hear from anybody. I have um, Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook, both personal and professional. So 
Uh, my professional is LPP Consulting. You can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook through that. And my personal one is L Pritchard 55. I'd love to talk to any young women, creative entrepreneurs, anybody that really uh, would like to know more about what I do and creating their own personal brand. I always love helping young women do that. And you're really good at it too. I've known this <laughs> for a little over a year. And after every conversation, I always leave really inspired and excited for the next thing. Ms. Louise, you have a way of just easing the anxieties through your own personal story, which is really, really cool. Well, I encourage everybody to work on their own personal brand. And that is something that is important as y'all go forward. And it's not about what's on your resume. Just remember that it's your whole life experience that makes your personal brand. All right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Savannah Turner's Hey Girl Hey. Please be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at heygirlhey underscore sav for more info about our guests, podcast updates, and fun ways that you can get involved.